You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you are interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Most people, a house party is an excuse to catch up, kick back with your friends. But this is L.A., the city where a party can change your life. A place where legends are born, die, and live again. And being rich or being broke can be separated by a freeway. And once in a great while, the stars align and fates bless a few fortunate dreamers with a night that will change the course of their lives forever. In other words, there's some crazy, beautiful, weird-ass shit about to go down in this remake of House Party. Or not. We'll see. Aspiring club promoters and best buddies, Daman, pronounced the French way, and Kevin are barely keeping things together. Out of money, down on their luck, and about to lose the roofs over their heads, they need a huge windfall to make their problems go away. They soon decide to host a party of the year at an exclusive mansion, which just happens to belong to none other than NBA superstar LeBron James. I am TCD with the Screener Squad, and I am joined by Sarah Jane. Hey now. Chad. Yo. And Ryan. Hello, hello, hello. And I realized far too late, before we got to this review, that we did not have a black voice in this decidedly black movie. So, I've invited Gina onto the review as well to react to whatever we have to say here. Yes. Hello, good evening everyone. <laughs> On behalf of the Black Caucus, <laughs> I appreciate the consideration to represent every black person in America. Uh, I'll try to do my best. Thank you for representing the people. Yep, yep. Thank you, thank I mean, you. I'd like to uh, think I'm hip and down. Like, you know, I know I know all about the rap and and like like I love the movie Friday. So like I get it, right? I am from the suburbs of Kenosha, Wisconsin. I get it. I'm hip. Yeah. yeah. Oh, T C Okay. House party. Okay, so does anyone have a relationship with the original house party? I do. Go Chad. I, I, I did a double feature, and I watched both of them back to back. I didn't watch two, three, or four, because I was like, I don't have time for that. You don't need but, to. Yeah, I, I kind of figured. <laughs> but I, I did watch the first one and really enjoyed it. It's a decent coming-of-age film for, like, mm-hmm. a, a 90s movie. Like, I, I really dug it. Well, something that movie has that this new one doesn't have is a good soundtrack. That first one has got some excellent cuts from, from that era of ni- early 90s hip-hop. And this new one does not. <laughs> uh, Sarah, Ryan, do either of you have a relationship with the original House Party? I have not seen it. Uh, Chad, you since you watched them back to back, do you think that are are they? Is it really just the general premise that's similar, or is there? Is it just? Is that it? Is there? Is there more than that? Honestly, like, and I, again, I don't know what the other films are. It, you could have called this something else. Yes, it, it yes. feels like the fifth movie. It doesn't feel like a mm-hmm. reboot. 
because I feel like a reboot would have done a decent job of trying to capture that same coming-of-age story. Because in the first one, they're teenagers, they're in high school, and they have to deal with high school problems and throw this super cool party where the parents can't find out and stuff like that. That's not what this is. This is like adults playing in a rich guy's house. So I feel like that changes it a lot. Yes. Sarah, any, any previous encounter with House Party? Well, I'm old, so um, I hadn't <laughs> seen the original at the time, but it's been so long ago that um, I remember liking it, but I, it would be like a fresh watch almost if I watched it again. The original House Party plays in a very, it's a lower class, like it's a street level story, and to put this in L.A., to have it be Beverly Hills, playing in LeBron's house, that these are influencer characters that are trying to make a million bucks. All of that seems so out of touch from what the original was. No, absolutely. I, I see what you're trying to say. The story of the first one, there were different dichotomies and different like classes within a subculture that, you know, frankly, the four of us besides Gina didn't grow up, knew nothing about. There's like an upper class and a lower class. Like even one of the characters in the first one, she's from the projects mm -hmm. and some of the boys are afraid to go pick her up because they're intimidated <laughs> by the fact that she lives in the projects. <laughs> so like there's, Sorry. there's different levels there. And, and, and that's why I, I, I feel like a lot of the humanity is lost in this movie. And it, not that this movie was bad. I feel like it was just kind of like across the board. Like I knew, I knew what was going to happen. You know, yeah. but the reason why I signed up for this movie was to give myself an excuse to watch the first movie because I always wanted to watch the first movie. So I did all the things I wanted to do, but I, I, I still think something was lost in the translation of making it now. Yeah, every it, honestly, everything y'all are saying about the the originals really making me want to go back and watch it because I also agree. I didn't think this was bad at all. Like I did, and there were a lot of uh, parts of this that I really enjoyed. But I, I think that it, it, it was, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't relatable. I feel like all the things you're describing about the first movie are just not, not here at all. I, it, it did feel a little bit like, like a boardroom came together and they were like, how can we modernize this? Well, let's yeah. make them social media influencers. And who are like the popular artists right now? We need to have like a celebrity cameo every like, you know, every like 20, 30 minutes, there's like a new, it may be even more frequent than that. There's like a new celebrity cameo. And it's, it's really, it seems really focused around that. And I, the, to me, this kind of just feels like a good uh, sitcom, like a good, like really long pilot for a sitcom or something, but and, and one that I wouldn't turn off, but it's mm. still like, it, it feels like on that level for me, I guess. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that you guys bring this up and I'll circle back to what you're talking about, TC and Chad in regards to the original and what I'm hearing because I haven't prefaced, I prefaced this way, I haven't seen this remake. I didn't even know a remake was even being done and I would appreciate it if they would just leave the black classics <laughs> alone. We don't have much <laughs> Hollywood elite. You really don't. Leave the shit alone, okay? But for me, the, the first house party came along in a film, especially in black films, where all of this was about have these cameos with these hilarious comedians, right? Like these are top tier comedians in the first one that new comedic timing. It was just, it was fun. And originally it's really funny. Yeah. Originally the first one was supposed to be Will Smith was supposed to be in that and DJ Jazzy Jeff. And you could tell the dynamic between the two. And that would have been even more epic, right? Coming off the heels of fresh Prince. But like, I feel what I'm hearing is the issue that I have with a lot of, uh, 
movies that are coming out and I saw Stephen Glover on this so I'm a little disappointed because I love Atlanta and he was one of the main writers on Atlanta so maybe he saved all the juice for Atlanta <laughs> but it's the same issue I have with like Blackish and all these other shows where you know TC what you were trying to say not so eloquently but I appreciate you so much <laughs> is that no this these are the uppity blacks you know what I mean like these these are the class dynamics that show up in art that a lot of folks aren't really hip to unless you're within the black community but this is why I'm I kind of side-eye blackish in shows like that because it's like I didn't grow up you know I grew up in Oakland California okay I did not grow up with all of that so the original house party and a lot of the 90s movies back then really were able to capture kind of just like what it was like growing up working class being a black person working class or lower middle class and these these movies were relatable and they can be relatable to people who aren't black because most of us are working class. So it sounds like the remake is more so just like, we have all these funny people. I saw DC Young fly on there. I know he was screaming at some point. Um, <laughs> you know, like you have all these new influencers, all these comedians, right? And you're just trying to like, like how y'all said, update it, but you don't have the relatability you don't have the true comedians the real because the original had man they had heavy hitters robin harris, robin harris man mm -hmm. martin <laughs> lawrence. aj johnson john witherspoon yeah. martin yep. lawrence like yeah there's a severe drought of actual comedic talent in this new one what what i think this one feels like is this is a great premise for what would make a nice extended i don't know a couple minutes long commercial the idea that a couple of new guys are trying to throw a house party and maybe at some point they cross paths and go, hey, is that kid in play over there? Like, that this could be condensed down to less than five minutes and still be the exact same film. That kind of says a lot. But the main thing that I'm wondering as I was watching it, it was, am I disconnected from this because of Gen Z versus being a millennial myself? Is this going to work for a Gen Z audience? And I, I don't think it, it could. I don't think it will. Because even though I do think there's, like, a disconnect generationally, I don't think the Gen Z generation crafted this movie. This feels like a disingenuous crafting of, this is Gen Z black. They're going to totally dig this, guys. And I, I do think that it's, it's interesting that you mentioned that someone from Atlanta was involved in this. Because there's one, like storyline in the movie that kind of almost like now that you say that i it, it kind of feels like that and there's the whole storyline with um kid cuddy is my favorite yes. part of the movie and <laughs> it, like i don't want to actually spoil it because i i i think if you go into this it's honestly the most it it, it, it get, goes to such a weird place in such a in such an atlanta way and it's so funny and strange and i was just once it got to that part at the end, I was like, man, I wish more of the movie were like this because it was so creative and it gets so bizarre and like creative. And I, I, it's hard to explain. I don't want to spoil what it is, but it's mm -hmm. it's the yeah, the whole storyline with Kid Cudi is, is incredible. Because then when we after we finish that like chunk, we get back and then we finally get like the resolution of like. Not that I'm going to really spoil anything, but LeBron shows up. Whoa. What are these people doing in my house? Like, you know, we didn't see that coming. And then, like, we got the ending we all expected that would happen when you go toe-to-toe -to -toe with uh, professional basketball players. So I, 
it, it sure is a movie, but without like the little uh, flavors that the first movie had, and not not that when you remake a film or reboot or whatever the fuck you want to call it, there's no rule saying like it has to be like the original. But I think a lot of people like more than just a cameo of kid and play. The yeah. whole arc of Kevin is that he needs money for his kid to go to a private school. Mm-hmm. And and that's his motivation the whole time. But it's such a thin motivation throughout the whole movie of just, like, weird shit. You know what I yeah, mean? Premise alone. Pre- setting aside that this is a remake. Premise alone that this is two guys who throw a house party at LeBron's house so they can make $50,000 or $100,000 or what have you. There's no escalation here. When the when Kevin complains that the party's getting out of control, we have not seen anything that shows that this party has gotten out of control. There are other party movies, Office Christmas Party, uh, Can't Hardly Wait. There are plenty of party movies we can point to other than just remaking House Party that show shit getting out of control. And this movie never goes there. It, it, for for wanting to be this movie about a party that gets insane, it doesn't. And when it does, it's not even at the party that it gets insane. I, I'm going to disagree with you, TC. They stole LeBron's ring that's yeah. like you know, and somebody was tearing up priceless paintings. It's but that's so minimal. A million dollar I, painting. Yeah. I don't minimal. Disagree. What are you I'm, talking about? No, no, it's not I mean, enough. He's insured, though. sure, but they're wrecking the furniture. I agree with Kevin. It was out of control. I would freak out if they were um, stealing rings and smashing paintings. I mean, did you want him to burn the house down? But at that point, like as a, as his character, like. He's so dense. Like, they make him seem like he's this really smart and entrepreneurial and, like, he he's the good one. But he follows his friend blindly through all these dumb things that he knows are dumb. And then when things, a.k.a. go wrong, whether they do or not, like, he's freaking out. And I'm like, well, yeah, dude, <laughs> you did this. You know, I had, I had no sympathy for him. I, I do agree that it does get out of control, but I agree with Chad as well that he doesn't react appropriately. I just don't think the movie escalated well. There's not like a a, a growing arc to it. It's like, this is wild. This is not, we're freaking out. Now we're not, we're going to get high. Now we're just kind of talking. Like it was, it was too one or the other and never like flowed into that nonsense. I would have loved to have gotten wilder and wilder and wilder as opposed to, Oh, we've kind of gone 20 minutes without anything wild happening. Uh, the ring stolen. It wasn't enough to connect A to B to C. Yeah, and that's that's what kind of led me to say that it just has this. It just has kind of a sitcommy feel to it. Like, it, and it, I, I don't I don't know if if anyone else got that sense, but it just it everything kind of felt like sort of inconsequential. And even though yeah, there were segments I really loved, like the the kid cutty part, I thought was great. It was just it, it made me think like, damn, I, I kind of wish they would have built the movie around that. And it almost feels like. You could cut that whole section out of the movie, and it wouldn't even really make much of a difference anyway. Because, like y'all said, like it, it didn't even take place at the house itself anyway. Side quest, and it was it to the point where it's almost like was this like a rewrite? Was this added later to kind of make it even crazier or something? Like I, I don't know, but because that was like again the most memorable. That's the thing. Like if I think back at this movie, I'm gonna I'm gonna think of that that cameo and where that goes because I thought that that was the mm-hmm. most fun part of it. Well, go ahead and roll that into some final thoughts, Ryan. Yeah, I I think that um I I mean I'm a big uh, I'm a big LeBron fan, so that's kind of why I wanted to watch this in the first place. Just I, I was just curious and I really like some of the stuff that his studio has been doing. Like I um like the 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 movie with Adam Sandler last year Hustle 
I thought was really, really fucking good. And so, I don't know, I was curious. I hadn't seen the original House Party, but I was like, okay, there's a remake. It's LeBron's studio. Hustle was really good. Let's see, let's, you know, let's see what this is about. And yeah, I ended up kind of leaving it thinking that it was just a little bit generic. I didn't leave it really, really hating it or anything, but I just, I thought that it was, you know, it, it passed the time. There was some stuff I really loved in it. Again, the, the kid, the whole kid Cuddy section, I wish I would just watch that like as a short film just on its own. It's very, very funny. I love <laughs> Kid Cuddy and his music too, so it's always great to see him and stuff. But, um, I'm going to give this, Five more championship rings that I want LeBron to win out of ten. <laughs> with with five different teams, or most no. likely five different teams. Okay, <laughs> Chad. Again, like I said earlier, the whole reason I signed up for this is it gave me excuse to watch a quote unquote classic, and I'm glad I did. Very much enjoyed it. I don't think this movie is as bad. I think it definitely plays down the middle, but there are some good things that kind of raise it above mediocrity. I won't get into too much detail because we've already pretty much said this stuff, but I did enjoy this movie and I dug the soundtrack. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if I look at the first movie, I give that a solid seven and a half out of 10. So this one, I'm going to give a six out of 10 times. LeBron James should have just called the cops. You're right. <laughs> Sarah. All right. I feel like we didn't talk about like the names of the actors. We didn't. We just kind of jumped into it, and we we. Skipped. I feel free to. I. I, I yeah, bring them up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought that Tosin uh, Cole, I think, is his name. The British actor. That yes, his accent was so good. I didn't even know until I looked him up that, uh, and now I realize he was the he was in Doctor Who, but I couldn't even tell. So his accent was great. And then the other guy, Jacob Lattimore. Um, I liked him, but he kind of didn't really have that much of a personality, or it was really overshadowed by Damon. I'm from Southern California, and I will say I was like the only white girl in my neighborhood, and we were uh, like on the poor side of town. So I did actually go to a bunch of house parties. And so, you know, I, <laughs> I have some experience, but I, I was like, I'm, oh, it was that white girl, you know. I thought the music was okay in this. I didn't uh, dislike it. There was some older songs, cause, and everybody appreciated the older songs, because then they got all up on the dance floor and everything. Um, I did see a lot of people say that they didn't like this movie. Like, they thought it was just, it was boring. There was nothing going on. The two characters were dislikable. Like, they couldn't find anything to like about it. And so I didn't hate it, let's put it that way. But I do think the cameos were kind of boring and rote. It's like, oh, look, there's Snoop Dogg. Oh, there's this person. There's that person. And if you blinked, you didn't even really see Kid in play. They're on screen for like two seconds. It's, it's like, you know, at least give them a little bit more screen time. And yes, I agree with everybody else that Kid Cudi was the best thing about this movie. If they would cut that chunk out and just expand on that, I'll, I will watch a three-hour movie about that. Agreed. <laughs> he, I mean, he, he was really great. I mean, he, really. He has really great timing, too. So, I'm going to give it the same score as Ryan, actually. I'm going to give it five weird-ass, red-headed neighbors uh, <laughs> out of ten. What was up with that guy? Uh, he was the token white guy. That's what it was up with him. Yeah. <laughs> he was. He had a jet. Uh, as a film, I was very disappointed with this. Aside from it being a remake of a movie that I liked when I was a kid, this was just 
it just wasn't enough. Anytime that it, it, it had the potential to go somewhere big and wild and and escalate into something that the later half of the movie that we keep referencing with Kid Cudi, I wanted more of that at the beginning. I wanted more of that to get us through this because at points it's playing it too dramatic. It's playing it too seriously. It's a shame because I do think Tosin Cole does an awesome job. Like I did not even recognize him as Ryan Sinclair from Doc- Doctor Who. He is a chameleon. I, I, I seriously, it took me half the movie to finally go, okay, who is this? And looking him up and going, holy shit. So I would love to see more from him, to see him play such an earnest, nice character on Doctor Who, and then to play this con man, fast-talking, wannabe entrepreneur in this movie. I'm like, this kid's got range. I want to see more from him. I wish this movie was better. I really do. It's just so dull, more than it's not. And and that's a shame, because if you're going to remake something like a classic, a classic for a certain type of viewer do it right or don't do it at all. And and I'm getting tired of seeing remake after remake that falls short or just doesn't maintain the heart of the original. I'm happy to see remakes done that are done well. And this just wasn't one of them. And I'm sad to say that I, I just, I, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it. It's just so straight down the middle. And that's just a damn disappointment for me. And I'm going to give this four out of 10 ceiling popcorn dispensers. The fact that I didn't even know, and I'm pretty sure a lot of black folks didn't even know, because this is low-key my generation. I mean, I'm an 86 baby, but this is still within my generation. I grew up in the 90s. So the fact that like this wasn't marketed very well, I'm not surprised to hear these type of reviews for a film for such an iconic classic that literally defined pop culture for its time. Um, like I said, whether you're white or black, it didn't matter. You knew what House Party was. It's a bit disappointing because, like I said, the soundtrack... Uh, in the 90s for those type of films from Boomerang to Waiting Excel, like the soundtrack is the reason why you watch the movie and vice versa. So it just sounds like everybody needs to go watch the original and everybody needs to rewatch Can't Hardly Wait. Okay? Because that is a... To me, that's like my great, like, white people. Good job of like, you know, doing that because I fucking love that movie. Chester Cheetos, you know what I mean? So... (laughs) Uh, if you're going to do it, <laughs> bro, I love that movie. If you're going to do a house party movie, man, there's so many great movies from Superbad to all types of, like, you guys have your, like, great films of how to do a good house party formula. That, the fact that you couldn't do this right, and then you had the writer of Atlanta on it as well. It sounds like it was a studio problem, and it sounds like it was people not on the same page problem, which is what I'm hearing. So it's a bit yeah. disappointing, but I will check it out because of Kid Cudi, and I love Kid Cudi. Yes. So on behalf of the Black Caucus, you know, we'll, we'll give it a try. Um, do not waste the good weed on this, you know. Waste an edible on this. Waste an edible on this. That's what it sounds like. I'm going to call the cops. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, I'm going to call the cops. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. wait. Well, I'm going to call the cops. Like, Jesus, come on. There's so many people in your house. Do you want to go to bed? Right? <laughs> 